me, 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 me. Meow. Meow. Okay, ready? There is a friendship crisis in America. People are more digitally connected than ever, but so many of us feel lonelier than we ever have. I'm Julia Toro, a creative director based in Austin. And I'm Steph Douglas, a real estate investor also based in Austin. We both felt like something was missing from our own social lives. So if you are also feeling that way, welcome to A Circle is Round, a podcast where we talk about our personal lives, social dynamics, making new friends, nurturing the ones you have, and how to feel connected in this modern world. Okay. How's it going? It's going. (laughs) What was your story? Oh, um, last night we came home from the ranch. We had a ranch party um, on Saturday. Yesterday was Sunday. We came home and Alan's parents are watching Charlie and we, they came to drop her off, which is so nice. They live an hour away. We were going to go get her today, but they were like, we'll just bring her and we want to have, have dinner in Austin. We were like, okay, like what's your, what are you craving? Like, what do you want? to have in Austin. And they were like, something like a Papacitos. <laughs> Papacitos is a chain um, of Tex-Mex restaurants that um, also there's like a Papa's, which is barbecue, and a Papa Doe. Oh, and uh, like yes. this Papa's chain has every – So it's – Cuisine. Yeah, cuisine yeah. that exists. To All to say, it's not authentic in any way, and it's a large chain. <laughs> anyway, Alan wanted to watch the Cowboys game because of football – reasons and we so we were like okay we'll go to texas roadhouse texas roadhouse is a win-win for everybody because it is a chain but it is alan's favorite chain and i tolerate it it's very nostalgic for me is it good it's delicious what (laughs) is it like outback it is i think it's a step up from outback okay in fact though i think we should rank them because what i'm about to say is that Texas Roadhouse, like Alan's really into it. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's like kind of like all the rest of them. But Texas Roadhouse had an hour wait at, at 8 p.m. on a Sunday. And so we were like, okay, we're not going to wait one whole hour. And people were there. Like there's a very strong following for Texas Roadhouse. I looked up the earnings and we can talk about that later. <laughs> I was just like, how much are they making every day? It's so wild. Anyway, we looked it up on the internet. There was a wing stop nearby. Wings Perfect. are always great. Yeah. You love wings. I love wings. Wingstop is so good. <laughs> so, good. so good. We went to the wing stop. It was a to-go wing stop. Very disappointed. Oh. Alan was seething by this <gasps> point. He's not in a bad mood very often. And it was good for me because I'm working on letting everybody be in the mood they want to be in. Or that, you know, <laughs> yeah. he was in a bad mood. Yeah. I'm not there to cheer him up. I'm yeah. there to be with him even in that mood. Yes. So I was like, okay, you can be in a bad mood. And then there was an Applebee's across the street. We ended up at the Applebee's. Okay, so you ordered Wingstop to go. No. You didn't. We went to the Wingstop. We okay. thought it was a real Wingstop. You know how the ones you go inside and you can um, see the TVs? <laughs> there were no TVs in this Wingstop. Oh. It was like a literal to-go Wingstop. Got it. Okay. And so there was Applebee's across the street. We were like, okay, you Fine. know, fuck it. We're going to Applebee's. I have never been to Applebee's, I don't think. Um, which I don't know if that's – bougie. I don't know. Have you been to Applebee's? Maybe once. Okay, yeah. uh, Applebee's is open until until two a.m. That is so <laughs> crazy. It's truly insane. I don't know. I, I this whole thing. We went in there. It was so depressing. Not a single second wait, obviously. <laughs> but like when I think about chain restaurants, Texas Roadhouse and Applebee's, they're not far apart from each other in my mind. Mm. But one had a whole hour wait, and one was empty as a daisy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I've been really struggling with that. The metaphors. <laughs> no, I mean similes. <laughs> struggling on every level you could be struggling <laughs> on. I Empty as a today. daisy. <laughs> the other day, I said dry as peanut butter. <laughs> That is wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My brain isn't working that fast. I love that so much. And I think that we should all be making up. It's lazy to use turns of phrase. The stuff that makes sense. Lazy. Dry as a bone. Lazy. <laughs> dry as peanut butter. Okay. Innovative. Dry as peanut butter. And then the next day, I was saying it again in similar context because Alan's always sweating. And I'm like, <laughs> look at me. Look at me. I'm dry as a fucking – and then I, the second day, I said cucumber. Cucumbers <laughs> are wet. They are categorically wet. They are maybe one of the <laughs> wettest vegetables you could possibly have. They're like 95% water. So, so Were you all- trying to say you weren't that dry? No, I was so dry. <laughs> I could. I, I should have said he was dry as a cucumber. <laughs> yeah. And you were as wet as a as bone. A bone. What oh. is a bone? Which is zero wet. Okay, this is really good. This is – everybody needs to be saying their own stuff. Their own. Their own things. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think the, the what falls – I still want to go back to Texas Roadhouse, but just to close – to tie this knot. To close the knot. To tie the knot. I'm not tying a loop. No. I'm not closing the loop. Nope. Tying the knot. Tying a knot. Tying a loop. Tying – yeah, to tie this, to tie off this loop. <laughs> I think that this, to me, falls under the same category of the alphabet. What's it called when you – it's like – it's not Morse code, but when you have to say A as an apple. Oh, that it's like the military alphabet. Yes. The, oh, like, alpha, beta, alpha, Charlie. Charlie. Right, yes, right, right. Yes. yes. I never remember what the words are. Oh, never. Ever, I don't think ever. anyone actually really does. No. You have to have it in front of you. Yeah. So I think everybody should just it should be the accepted thing. You just make up whatever. Yeah. Be as in and boy, baby. Yeah. Bird. <laughs> <laughs> See my brain working now. Your brain's on fire. <laughs> No, I, I think um, context is important. Yes. And so just like listen and you know what I mean when I say dry as peanut butter. You know what I mean. Um, <gasps> peanut butter makes your mouth dry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is an interesting differentiation though because peanut butter itself isn't really dry. No, it, it makes something dry. Right. No, it but definitely you could isn't say, dry. you made me dry. As- <laughs> yeah. You made my mouth as dry. I am as dry as my mouth is as when After I eat, I eat peanut, peanut butter. butter. That kind of makes you sound like you have Asperger's. Yep. <laughs> but it's endearing. I it, like it. Well, the, it was a, it was a not, it did not go unnoticed. It was a very, hmm. it was a violent reaction. When I said that. <laughs> Hotly contested. Yes. It was okay. Not, it was not like, people didn't brush past this. <laughs> it was pointed out. Oh, yes. yes. And so was the cucumber one. And now here we are at the daisy. <laughs> yes, the cucumber. Okay, what's so empty? Empty as a daisy. But what's, what could be better? What's empty? Empty, empty as a drum. Empty as a drum. Oh, that's a good one. The first, my first thought was like empty as an egg, as a cracked egg. As an eggshell. <laughs> as an eggshell. Yeah. As a cracked egg after the eggs after all, the- after the insides have all drained out. <laughs> Which you could say that about anything and it would be empty. You could yep. say empty as a human with all the insides. Oh my God. As a skin suit. Oops. Empty as a skin suit. <laughs> It is, yeah. Okay, it's cr- this is the new brief is instead of making up your own, like all of our turns of phrases now have to be creepy. Oh, creepy. Yeah. Okay. Like dry as a, a bone. <laughs> as a as a bone buried in my backyard. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. And like allude to you being creepy as well. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. 
I like that. Okay. But I also like it to change with the seasons as you like to change with seasons. Yes. It's seasonal. It's seasonal. So now we're doing like spooky stuff, but then we'll do festive stuff. Yeah. We'll do holiday things. Dry as a Yule log. Oh my God. (laughs) Speaking of a Yule log, we've been using the Google log function on the, on, well, actually I don't know if everyone has this function. (laughs) When I say gulag, what do you think of? I think of gulag like Russian prison. I can't imagine that's a function on any technology <laughs> that you have. <laughs> but maybe. Could you, could, can you think of anything else that it could be? Like a ghoul log, like a spooky log? <laughs> Do you have a spooky log function? I'll show it to you. But it's um, Alan has a spooky um, scre- streaming ser- service. So it's called Shutter. Oh, and it only shows scary movies? It only has scary movies. I think oh. he pays like four ninety nine a month or something. I don't know. This Amazing. is We're not sponsored. <laughs> we should reach out. Um, we... <laughs> Um, but on there, you know how you can put like a roaring fire on your screen yeah. for a party for ambiance. Yeah. It's a uh, jack-o'-lantern <gasps> and it's a moving and it's like not moving, but like the, the flame is sparkling, uh, flickering, Fr- flickering, flickering. <laughs> and it's, they call it the gulag. Wait, that's <laughs> so cute. It's so cute. I'm so into it. And he put it on and then everyone, and I was like, it's the gulag. And everyone was like, that is not something that everybody knows about. I was like, <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, now you do. You're now you know. And now, yeah. Go cool D- Does it have spooky like, ha, 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 Yes. There's like some howls in the background, like a wolf. Cute. And it is, yeah, it's very cute. So we love a spooky season. We love a spooky season. I also think that they should make them more seasonal because every time I go to Netflix, maybe it's just because I put on the log a lot, but Regardless of the time of year, I feel like the log is always like a top searched thing. Oh, wow. At least, oops, at least that's what it looks like in my Netflix. Yeah. Are you, are you putting the log on all the time? Not all the time, but sometimes if I want to read, I don't want to put on music, put on the log. A crackling Yule log? Yes. That is so cute. I'm so, I don't know why I love this so much, but I love so an ambiance setter and the fact that you're using it all year round. Okay. What, what would you do in the summer? Mm, like a babbling brook maybe. oh that's cute I bet that exists yeah there's amazing things on YouTube like um last Christmas with my family we wanted to open presents and my dad YouTube I don't know how he knew to do this but he he YouTube like snowstorm in Norway oh. and we like sat opening presents in Vienna Virginia <gasps> with like this like cozy snowstorm like live streaming from Norway that is Oh, live streaming. Was it live streaming? Well, it wasn't live streaming, but it but was like a real snowstorm. Right. It had been live streaming and then you were replaying. Exactly. It. Yeah. That is really adorable. You know what people really do for jobs is put stuff like that on YouTube. Yes. And then they get money from it. Did you see that Cody Sanchez Instagram post? No. About, <laughs> about uh, this guy. People just find stock nature photography, put calming sounds behind it and make six figures a month on YouTube because people just stream that to do work. Right. Yeah. This wow. is, this is our six figure passive income. There we, we go. Find, we, we do seasonal logs. Oh my God. Seasonal logs. Seasonal logs. Yes. It could still be a, a log. Yeah. Okay. It be some, we, we, we need to brainstorm a summer log, but yeah. Okay, I like this. Seasonal logs. Copyrighted. <laughs> Trademarked. Seasonal logs. Yeah. We got the ghoul log, we got the yule log, and it all has to rhyme. Ooh, yes. Mule log. Mule log. What would that be? Mm-hmm. Autumn? Yeah. Oh, no, that's kind of well, 
spooky. Yeah. Um, well, what are, what's other stuff that rhymes with ghoul cool. and yule? Oh, cool, cool log. log. Summer. Yes. It's a block of ice and it's melting. Oh, fool log for <gasps> April. April. <laughs> yes. Tool y'all. <laughs> Oh no! Our brains are deteriorating. <laughs> Truly, I this is this is a at the end of a long day for me. But like, unfortunately, a long day means nine to three. That's a, that's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. You're right. So good. I'm expanding. Not unfortunately, fortunately, <laughs> fortunately. But I was like, like I we have we're starting a new new person, new yes. hire this week. Yeah, and she we met her there. At, well, actually, I I was there at eight forty. That's early. That is early. And then, oh my God. And then we like, this is not, everyone just needs to bear with me here. But I, we got there, we had, we like taught her things and then we went to lunch. And then I came home and I was on a, um, a, meeting. a meeting from 2 to 3.30. That's a lot of energy though. It is. Onboarding is so much energy. Onboarding. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not seeking, um, feeling bad for, but Pity. I am. But it, yeah, it, it's just like my brain isn't used to it. I'm soft is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> like compare that to the days when you were teaching you would have to be at school at seven I don't I don't think that I don't know what I would do if I had to do that again I had to be at school at seven and I would always get there really late like like I mean really late in the terms of like I would walk in and then my t- students would walk in like one minute after. right 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 and then luckily I was naturally talented at that job yes because if you're not naturally talented at teaching and you have to do it you have to get there and you have to prepare, prepare. I was just going off the cuff. There we go. <laughs> okay. So my, what do you guys want to learn about today? Yeah. <laughs> I still want to close the loop on Texas Roadhouse because I don't think Texas Roadhouse is the same as Applebee's. Okay. Confirmed it is not. Right. But I don't – because you're right. Whenever – first of all, whenever I drive by, I've never been, but whenever I drive by Texas Roadhouse, it looks more premium on the outside. Like their sign is premium and the parking lot's always full. Always, yes. always, always. There's always people standing outside. Like yeah. we even on our way home from Applebee's at nine, there was still a wait. You would go to a Texas Roadhouse and you'd have to wait still. What do they do so well? Do you think it's all, it can't be all nostalgia or is it? They make their stuff from scratch, uh, which is really wild. I mean, scratch, AK. I mean, you know, like yeah. it's not frozen. They're like making their, they're, they have amazing roles. Okay. So they like actually are a kitchen like they oh, it's a yes. chain but it's like not i feel like applebee's is strictly microwaved oh I, yes yeah. after going there i can confirm what did you get i got well mine was not that bad I mean, it wasn't good i could have made it but it was uh, like a southwest bowl with like mm-hmm. chicken yeah. and rice yeah but alan got a steak and first of all it wasn't that expensive or it wasn't that cheap like if you go to applebee's oh. I don't know. I just feel like it should be a deal. Yeah. And it wasn't. How much was it? It was like $22 for a, for, for like an eight ounce steak or something. Oh. I don't know if that's good or not. I, I never I never order steak. Yeah. But he got it. He got a medium rare, which might have been his first mistake, second mistake. Why? Because it came raw. <laughs> it was so gross. He was It was so gross. And he, t- he had to stand up take his plate because no one was coming by. He was like, I'm just going to have to sit here. He had to stand up, take his plate to the manager and the manager took it. And like, Alan's not one to ever make a fuss. And food back. No. Yeah. He also, he got an iced tea and there was one single ice cube in it. <laughs> it was fine. It was really fine. But I was just like, okay, there is a hierarchy of these chains. Of chains. And in my mind, chains were just like nothing. Like they, really? like they were all the same. I was like, and I'm so, I have such a bias against chains which is like a bougie 
I don't know why. You remember when I told you I'd never go to a what did I tell you I've never McDonald's. Been to McDonald's. That's yeah. a fast food thing. I thought that was a fast food thing. It's a chain thing, like Panera. I oh yeah, no. No Panera. No, no, no. <gasps> no Starbucks. No. <gasps> oh, we one time me and Alan's biggest fight was over a La Madeline. <laughs> <laughs> because he was like, Let's go, it's good. And you were yeah. like, I don't want to because it's yeah. a chain. Yeah. And then we went. Oh and it was so bad and <laughs> threw a fit. But did you go? Yeah, we went. And you hated it. Yes. It's awful. There are good chains though. No, I, exactly. So this, so I, I do think the Texas Roadhouse is a chain that is good. Oh. And we, we can talk through other chains. <laughs> I'm open to it now after going to two, after going to Texas Roadhouse and Applebee's. I'm open. Okay. Wait, this is actually a really good segue into topic of today. You said yes. you and Alan's biggest fight. Yes. What's about Lamellon? What, what, what was your biggest friend fight? Oh, well, are you saying this because we're coming off of a little fight? Not you and me, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we can just talk about friend fights in general. Yeah, friend fights in general. Yeah. Um, one time I, I ran into my friend's ex and this is actually a theme. Oh, I ran into a friend's ex somewhere. It was pretty innocuous and I didn't say anything to her about it. Oh, you didn't tell her? No. And I saw her like a week later and I – brought it up or like I I didn't tell her and then I like I was like oh yeah I saw him like it was not on purpose that I didn't tell her it yeah. was like an accident but it was something that you should tell your friend if your best friend who you saw if you saw her ex yeah. and I was like oh yeah I saw I saw him and she was like she was so mad at me she was, why because she was like Steph you're over communicator you always are texting you're all <laughs> and like she was mad that I didn't tell her why didn't you tell her? It just slipped your mind? I, I really – I mean, yeah, basically. You just didn't think it, it was consequential. Yeah. Like yeah. nothing happened. I saw him yeah. and then nothing – it wasn't like he didn't say anything. He right, didn't, right, right, right. He wasn't with anyone else. Yeah. Like I don't know. You it just, was just seemed – yeah, around town. But that is like a weird thing to get super mad about. Right. But it was an omission that mm. like I just didn't – I don't know. Like, yeah. But in this case, it was very – it was pretty innocuous but like she was raw about him initially like there's always something and then I didn't fulfill my friendly duty but I don't know that was like a very it was a very tough breakup and we and we got over it that probably isn't my biggest one I'm sure there's others but was that recently no no it was, it was it was a while ago yeah how did you guys work it out um I had to apologize <laughs> was she immediately forgiving it yeah I think I mean she yes yes it was it it, it was like um I think initially I was like annoyed that she was mad. And then I was like, I listen, I will tell you next time. I'm so sorry. That's the first thing that comes to mind. I'm sure we have, I've had other ones. Nancy and I had a big falling out in high school. Um, But we've since recovered. (laughs) We've recovered swimmingly. Yeah. But I was, I was so mean to her about it. I handled it really, really poorly. And I essentially like excommunicated her from the group (gasps) for a long time. Years. No. It was really bad. I was not nice. And she forgave you. Yes. And you guys are still besties. Yes. We made it through. Wow. I know. College years, we got, we came back together. Cause, because it was like, a, let's just, we're mature now. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It was like a, um, yeah, like that didn't matter at all. Yeah. So Like, who was that guy? Yeah. You yeah. so much more important to me. Yeah. <laughs> but it is interesting because she had to put her ego aside to do that. Oh my God. Yes. And you had to put your ego aside to apologize. Yeah. Do you ever feel like sometimes apologizing makes things worse? 
<laughs> Sometimes I think yes. I think that you giving the other person the authority to be mad. Yeah. Is like, oh yeah, you are apologizing because you did do something exactly. bad. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that a lot of times if you did do something wrong, then apologizing like there's nowhere to go from there. Right. You have to just be okay. Right. Because you're apologizing, you're admitting guilt and whatever. Yeah. I I I mean, I'm pro apologizing. I, what do you what do you feel? I am too, definitely, for sure. But for with sometimes I think it's just about the way that you do it. It, it really matters. Yes. Because being an apolog, like being the apologizer versus being the apologizee, I feel like you have your apology has to be really heartfelt and you have to acknowledge the true core essence of what you did wrong. That's a great, that's a great way to say that. Because if you apologize to Michelle and you were like, I'm sorry that I didn't tell you, it's like, well, it's not really about that, right? Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry that I wasn't thinking. It's like, I'm sorry I wasn't recognizing the importance of this breakup. Right. Exactly. Like exactly. Like I was, it wasn't top of mind for me and it should be as your best friend. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Right. And then how could you, how could you be mad as yeah, exactly. Yes. That? Yes. Yes. Like, oh my gosh. Sometimes I think with Jeremy, not that this is a friend, but I think I apologize for the surface level thing and then he gets more agitated. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Like well, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry I didn't do whatever. And he's like, yeah, but – and then it, it just makes it worse. So sometimes yeah. I'm like, I'm not even going to apologize because it just makes it – it just agitates him more. But Yeah. No, I think that if there's not a heartfelt um, yes. core reason behind it, then yeah. you do make it worse. I know. What is your worst friend fight? Well – I think I've already talked about this on the podcast. The thing that comes to mind is the time that I slapped my friend because oh. she disappeared. Remember? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but I don't think that that was really the worst because it was like a drunky fight and we like we were like, bam, the next day. Yeah. But I did get into a fight with – it wasn't really a fight, but it was kind of like a weird moment with my friend Jane, ah. who's like one of my best friends. Yes. And I went to visit New York last spring. And wait, was it last spring? I think it was last spring. No. Yes. Last spring. And, um, two of our other college besties came and met us in New York. And then I know a lot of friends in New York. And this was also really right after things were reopening in New York. This was like April, I think. So people weren't really used to doing a lot of stuff. And Jane was our host because she lives in New York. And she knew these two other people that came too. Yes. Okay. But she was, you know, planning the whole weekend and, and she's an introvert and I'm not. And on Saturday she planned this fun park day for us. And it was like a little birthday celebration for one of our friends. And I invited like every single person that I knew that lived in New York. Aww. And I had a blast. I yeah. had so much fun. And only after did I realize that Jane was mad because she was socially tired and she didn't, she was tired of posting it was right after the pandemic again, and sh I didn't really like run it by her. Yeah, I sh totally should have. It and I wasn't invited thinking. other people. Yes, to her thing that she planned. Yes, and I wasn't uh, thinking about our differences in like personality. Yeah, I wasn't acknowledging the fact that she's tired and she's t she's tired of socializing, and this is brand new. We've been holed up for a while, and she doesn't want to have to entertain all these strangers. And it was like my I wasn't my attention was more spread out than it should have been, you know, cause I was only there for a weekend. Yeah. So I was like talking She's to people. She's one of your besties and you have other people there. And it was our other friend's birthday and I, yeah. I didn't make it enough about her. Didn't your other friend whose birthday was like show up really, really late to her birthday park thing? 
Or was that a different situation? Oh, I think that was a – no, that was a story that Fair told us. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> well, I I think both of these are kind of similar in that our friends wanted us to be more there yeah, or yes. more there for them. Yeah. And – more considerate. Pay, more considerate. Yeah. More considerate. And mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel good to be inconsiderate. No. And that is usually what I am apologizing for. Being inconsiderate. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Because I, I just similarly to you, stretch myself so thin. Yeah. And people people who really take the time and are really, really thoughtful are so impressive to me. I know. But when you have volume of friends, there's always gonna be you I, I don't think it's fun to live your life in a way that is trying to be super considerate of everyone at all times. No, that definitely is not fun. No. And it's very limiting. And I don't know. I think sometimes you just have to take the lesson. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. It is okay. I think it's okay to be uncomfortable and have those feelings. And I think with, oh, I had something. What was it? Um, Oh, when I was talking to, we talked about in the beginning of this podcast that having a breadth of friends is good for your brain. Oh yeah. It's healthy for your brain to have different people that you interact with and yes. different. And so I think about that a lot because I I do. We both we all have we both have we don't all. Well, you and I have a good like range of different friends and people who we call, consider really close. And I think it's good for our brains, but there's people who don't have that. Right. And that it's easier for those people to be considerate. <laughs> yeah, cuz they have a smaller yeah. consideration pool. Which is also fine because that's part of their personality. Yes. Right. Exactly. I want a large friend circle, but it comes with certain struggles. Yeah. Yes, exactly. There's always a price to pay. Always and a price to pay. with Jane, we, like I could sense a frosty vibe from her after I got back. And so I was like, Hey, what's up? And she was like, let's, let's FaceTime. So we talked it out Perfect. and it was, and she laid it out and she laid it out in a very like logical she wasn't like hot-headed about it she just laid it out and I was like dang I'm really sorry I'm, I'm so sorry and then it was like a tiny bit frosty even after that oh but then this is the thing is that I think you just have to put your wounded ego aside and just kind of carry on carry you know? on you know it's uncomfortable to be like so anyways like what did you have for breakfast right which Aww. is like you know you just <laughs> that's, have that's a really sweet question <laughs> we text about our meals a lot we text all day so it's like Every day? Almost every day. Wow. Yeah. She's very – She's that's her preferred method of communication. Texting. Not preferred. She's also really good about FaceTiming, but she loves to text. That's nice. Uh, yeah. It's it's interesting to hear how long-distance besties yeah. stay in touch yes. because some people aren't texters. Some people aren't phone callers. Some people aren't oh, FaceTimers. So yeah. it's like you either find a way that works for you or you lose that friend. I know the long distance thing I think should be its whole other episode. Yes. Because it's an art. It is an art. And Jane has definitely spearheaded our long distance friendship. Like she is so good about initiating and calling and stuff. And I like have her to thank for how close we are. Truly. Yeah. It's crazy. I have that with so many people yeah. that I have them to thank for yeah. the closeness and I – I want to pull more of the, the weight. That's what we were kind of talking about. But it is really nice when people spearhead that. Yes. It's amazing. It's El- amazing. Eleanor and I were long distance for a really long time. And we she had a long commute. And so she would call me <gasps> on her way home from work. I love that. Habit stacking. Yes. That's, good. That's a good way to do it. 
putting calling so like getting phone calls out of the way while you is that what you're talking about yeah like if you if you do if you have something that you do every single day stack another good productive habit on top oh and then you're double habit stacking yeah i thought of that as something different but i like that oh what do you what do you think of it as um adding one habit and then once you have that moving to the next one like not trying to like change your whole life in one day but it's like okay just this morning i'm just gonna not look at my phone when i wake up and then, and then we'll do that. We'll do like, that. It's like I'm gonna stop drinking coffee. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But oh. I love both of these things are great. Oh, I yes, think yours so. probably makes more sense as far as stacking goes. <laughs> <laughs> One on top of the other. Oh, maybe. But this is stacking them not necessarily on top of each other, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. Long distance, I'm gonna add to our topic list. Yes. But now I think I for the friend fight. What do you think is like the framework? What's the friend fight? Fr- <laughs> What's the friend fight framework? Oh, to if the if your goal is, I think there are probably different frameworks depending on what your goal is. Yeah, right. Because that's what you have to assess first. Yeah. Do you want to continue this relationship? Yes. Is it worth the fight? Yes. And if it isn't worth the fight, then we need a framework for that. Yep. And if it is worth worth the fight, we need a framework for that. That is really good. What do you yeah. What are your first thoughts about? Let's say, okay, it's Jane, and you want to continue this relationship. Yes. Well, okay. I also think not to layer, not to put too many layers on this, but I think there's a layer of I want to continue this relationship at the same level it's at. Mm. I want to continue this relationship, but I kind of want to take a step back, or like something needs to change yes. fundamentally. Yes. And then there's like a, I'm I'm good with with yeah. not continuing. Okay, this could be a flowchart. Oh yeah. It's like a yes or no. Yes. Because you could also say, is, are you in the wrong or are they in the wrong? (laughs) You know, because in most of the situations that I find myself in, I am in the wrong. Yeah. But, but I also think that's so subjective and I think you're a very emotionally mature person where you always do assume responsibility. I think many people wouldn't be like, it was my fault. And also there usually is like wrongs on both sides. That's true. Usually. No, that's true. That's yeah. very fair. Yeah. But I just don't expect people to apologize for me to me. I yeah. don't know. That's a weird thing. That is weird. People Why? expect to be apologized. People are different. People are different. <laughs> but yeah, so maybe maybe it isn't. Maybe we don't start it with are you in the wrong? Are they in the wrong? There's probably something on either side. So yeah. So I, yeah. I think the first the first one is it's end goal. Is it is it worth fighting for? Right. Yes. And if it is worth fighting for, okay, yes. do you want it to continue as it was? Do you want it to be stronger yeah. or do you want it to be weaker? <laughs> right. right? Are those yeah. the three options? Yes. And if you want it to be the same, like you wanted your relationship with Jane to be the same. Or, I mean, stronger. Or stronger. Okay, yeah. you want it to be stronger. Yeah. Yes. So I think you're, what you did in that situation was a great way to do it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's swift communication. Yes. It's open communication and it's – um, being vulnerable and, yeah. and, and yeah, having the emotional maturity to say it, this was my fault or this, or, or looking at it from kind of an objective lens. Yeah. I think the first step for me is always to acknowledge the vibe. Like, Hey, this is feeling kind of frosty or weird. Absolutely. Especially if you don't know why, because in that situation, I had no idea why. Right. I had no clue. I was like, I had just had so much fun. I don't know what. <laughs> could have possibly gone wrong we find ourselves in these positions where we don't know what's wrong right right so right acknowledging the vibe is first yes be like hey i'm feeling getting kind of a frosty vibe and i just want to i want to check in yes 
I think that everyone in the world should fight to be the first one to do that. Yeah. Most people are not fighting to be the first one to do that. I'm just saying like we should all try to do that as soon as we can. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's not even a hard thing to say. It's not an even – it's not an awkward thing to say. Even if you're in person, I don't think it's that awkward to be like, hey, like I'm getting kind of a weird energy. Is everything – Yes. Okay. And then they could be like, oh my god, yes, it's totally fine. I'm – what do you – yes. Yeah. And then – but then the thing is it really is up to them to share. Yeah. And if they don't. And then that's on them. And that's, okay. it's on, that's exactly right. It's yeah. on them. Yeah. But you can, you are the one to open it up and say, this is what I've, this is what I'm feeling because we need to be, yeah, yeah. And honest and speak with integrity. Yeah. But I guess if we're on both sides of this, okay, so say somebody else says, hey, I'm getting a weird vibe. Is everything okay? And we're mad. Yes. And I think the step, step two is to share, share your, what you're feeling in like the classic I feel statements. Yeah. Yes. That you're not saying you did this. Projecting onto them. Yeah. yeah. And it's probably more I like what Jane did here. Yeah. Before before dissecting. Yes. FaceTime. Yes. Talking on talk. the phone. You've got to talk. Texting is bad. No, it's so bad. Texting is bad. You don't get the tone. You don't get the facial expression. Right. Yeah. And uh, Yes, it's so much better. Someone did that to me recently. Not recently, in the past two years. My friend Legan, who lives in Santa Albuquerque, um, she's lovely. I met her. I don't know that I've I've told you about her. That sounds familiar. I met her at summer camp when I when I coached tennis in oh. upstate New York. She's so lovely. She, uh, we've had a lot of like milestones together, even though we live out of state recently or somewhat recently she was like hey I just wanted to make sure that you're not mad at me like you've I've tried to like reach out I've tried to talk to you um and like we haven't connected I just want to like I don't I'm get, kind of getting the idea that you're mad at me or something oh. and I was like oh it was a genuine like I am not Stop. at all yeah. like like so far from the truth it's yeah. me being flaky and yeah. I'm so sorry and I'll work to be better about that amazing um but that is something like being able to hear that yeah and not be like mad defensive. Or, or defensive because that is not an easy thing to bring up yeah it, it should be yeah but sometimes it isn't and it, and it makes people feel um like they're being paranoid or self-conscious right right but but in reality I think it's always really endearing when people yes say that. I think I it's think so, so cute I know it's very sweet I love it I also so in that situation too I think it's important to not get defensive because yes. that's also when the apology apologies get bad it's like, I'm sorry, there's just been so much going on at work and like my friends here. And it's like, even even if those things are true, it's not an excuse and you shouldn't be trying to make excuses. Excuses are not good. Yeah. It, she doesn't care that work's been busy. No. You know, it's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I'm going to do better. It's magic. Yeah. To not make excuses. Yes. It really, it really is. There's yeah. literally nothing you can say to a sincere apology with a period. Yes. And that – Exactly. I really – I mean, even with, like, my mom or growing up, I, th- I think I learned that pretty early. It was sincerely. taking responsibility oh, and sincerely yeah. apologizing. Yeah. And it, 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 it's worth a lot. Do we classify your mom as a narcissist? Uh, I would, yes. Okay. I, she, that's definitely, like, a – she would never be diagnosed. No one's diag- diagnosed her. Yeah. She would never put herself in a, in a position to be diagnosed as that. Yeah. But, yes. So, I mean – it's interesting to have been raised by a narcissist, myself, a self-diagnosed narcissist. But, but I do think that learning those skills has been net positive for me. Oh, oh, definitely. Even though there's some like 
you know, like oh, downsides. The, yes, <laughs> for sure. I mean, I feel the same way about my mom too. In a very in less, I don't, I wouldn't classify her as a narcissist. Yeah. but there was just, um, yeah, there was always like, yeah, it was just weird unpredictability. Oh yeah, yeah. Which predictability makes you feel safe. Yes. And I love predictability. I know. I really do. I'm a, I'm, I feel so boring saying that, but it makes, yeah, it makes you feel like nothing's going to pop out and get you. Yes. Which is why like acknowledging, acknowledging these things <clears throat> early is so important. Yeah. To just acknowledge the vibe. Okay. Uh, so sincere apology. Okay. What would it, what would you say to Legan as the, what did, or what did you say? Like what was the most sincere apology that was like at the core of what was happening? Well, I think back then I was still relying – like I have this weird thing where I rely on the fact that I'm flaky oh. or not flaky, like um, frazzled. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so – I am the yes. worst at this. Yes. I – you know, so like something like that, which I do feel when I need, I'm working on not feeling that way. Like I'd rather not put off the vibe that I'm just like always <laughs> walking around with frazzled head. But I, I think that was just like I, I totally get where you're, you know, kind of hearing them. Yeah, yeah I totally get where you're coming from. Now I see it. I didn't see it before. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to work to to be a better friend, basically. Yes, I love it. I also like I, I like to do. I like to do this. I like to say I can see how that would make you feel. And then you like imagine how they would feel. Like I can see how that would make you feel like I don't value your friendship even though it's you're so important to me. Yeah. That's really good because it's it's speaking out loud your empathy. Yes. For the situation. Exactly. Which isn't my first instinct. Yeah. Empathy is not my first <laughs> instinct. Yeah. Which yeah. is people people really like empathy. <laughs> and it's a good it's yeah. a good characteristic to have or char- I mean it's maybe not even a characteristic but it's a good first instinct to have I really feel for this person yeah my mom has zero empathy zero that's I think clinically defined as soci- sociopath right well and that's, that's where not having empathy is gets a really bad reputation yeah. and so my first instinct not being empathy is like a very learned thing but also it's not smiled upon. And so I really have to try. So I love the idea of being like, I can totally see how that would make you feel. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really trying to put myself in that position. Yeah. Even though it's hard. (laughs) Like I don't, I'm not in that position very often. Yeah. I think that just reminded me that sometimes I think the problem of fights or why they don't get resolved is because at least this is how I feel with Jeremy, which I keep coming back to because I don't fight with my friends that often. So I don't have a ton of experience to draw from, but with Jeremy, it's like, I think when we get in fights, we get in these loops where we're not listening to each other. Yeah. We're not actually genuinely hearing each other. And so that's what perpetuates the fight. And when you say something like, I can understand why you feel this way, that's like the most heard. You're just trying to make them feel super heard and seen. And then they can correct you. Yeah, yeah. like you're you're speaking out loud. And yes, they can, they can yeah. correct you. Yes, exactly. Which like is- with Jane, it was like I can totally understand how that would make you feel. Like I was deprioritizing your friendship. I wasn't respecting your boundaries as the host, et cetera, et cetera. Right. This is great. I also would like to continue on with this host situation because hosting is challenging. It's <laughs> yeah. exhausting. Yeah. I have been hosting my my last friend that. I will be hosting for a while left on Friday 
it's now Monday. So, you know, and then I hosted, I hosted the French party. So it's a, a long time to feel responsible for other people's time and so enjoyment. Yes. Even though no one's putting that on me. No one said, hey, Steph, you're responsible for how much fun I'm having. Yes. That's something that I need to work on. Yes. But hosting, we just have to have compassion for the hosts out there because <laughs> especially when people are in from out of town, Yeah, it's, it's, it's struggle. It's a struggle. But you are so good at it. I, I love it. It's you, a- when I, when your dad was in town, you made a spreadsheet and now I do, I like copied your structure oh, of yay. your spreadsheet. And now I do the same like morning, evening, night by day. It's so planned out. So it's, you got to get it all in. It's amazing. And the downtime, so you need it for sure. But it's yeah. like, yes, it can't be too much. It has to be spaced out well. <laughs> yeah. But it's all consuming. Totally. And I make it that way. And I also have a very relaxed schedule. So right. I, I have the capacity to be there all the time. Right. Even though that's going to make someone crazy. Well, what? What do you think was so – what do you think is, like, the hardest thing – well, okay, I have two questions. Number one, if you think about the times that you hosted that were the most fun, what do those things all have in common? Um, usually it's around the holidays. Oh. And, like, friends will come in to, into town for the holidays because they're back in Texas for whatever reason and they come to Austin. Yeah. And so that is really fun because I'm already hosting things for the holidays. So it's like – and it's and everyone has everyone's hanging. And everyone's like yeah. – it's it's kind of a debaucherous time and it's a very drunken time and it's very, very fun. Okay. And so, yeah. And it's also, yeah, it seems like around times when other people are also free. Yeah. But I think drawing boundaries is key yeah. and like taking time for myself is also key. And yeah. that is something I'm, I need to work on. Yeah. I think that downtime is always appreciated when it feels planned. Like, I think, well, I'm just thinking about when my dad was in town. I think what he just wanted was to know that I had thought about it. And so I was like, okay, now we're going to take like a two hour little siesta and like you can go back to the tiny home and regroup. But it's like planned. It's not like, I don't know what we're going to do now. So we might as well just kind of hang around. It feels like you didn't really um, anticipate or like you didn't. Yeah, you didn't plan. Planning when people plan things, it feels like they care for you. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Which is so true. And that's honestly, that's my love language. Yeah. And when, but the problem is like when there's all these when it's all happening and then there's a lot of people that you want to care for. Yeah. For example, actually, your birthday was like pretty disappointing to me as far as my performance <laughs> as a friend. <laughs> um because I had all these people in town. And oh. I didn't feel like I could take any time for myself and yeah, take time totally. I, for, for the listeners. Julia asked me to do her. I'm a budding artist. Emerging. <laughs> Emerging. Emerging artist. And you asked me to do your invitation and I was like, okay, cool. And then I was being a big perfectionist about it. I have three sitting right here that I didn't like. And finally it was just like, okay, I can't do it. <laughs> so, no, it was – I so did not care about that at all. I know. I know. But you, you know. I mean that – I'm not a gift person. Yeah. I'm not a – like, that was so sweet that you asked me to do that. I know we already talked about this, but um, I loved it. I was, like – I felt so special and so happy. And then I was, like, I'm going to do such a good job and she's going to love it so much. <laughs> and then I didn't get it done. I know, because but you, I was, you've had the craziest – you've had the craziest October, truly. Yes, yes. But, like, that's where I'm talking about boundaries. It's, mm-hmm. like, I, I have this thing that I would really like to get done 
Um, oh yes. We mean with your people that you're hosting. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I really, this is important to me and I, and it was important to me and it seemed like it wasn't. And that is the worst because it's like, that's my love language. It's like planning and being, you know, being there. And then also when you had a birthday where like, I don't know, I like to plan things and I didn't do it. So I know, I know it's okay. I, I logically, like, I know you're not like, oh, Steph didn't plan anything for me. (laughs) But it is fun to be to do that. That's it like is so fun, and it is thing. It is such a good love language to have. Planning yeah. things for other people is so fun. It's so fun, and I think like when do, well, do you feel like when you're hosting people, do you feel like it's enough that they know that you planned, or you still feel no, you still feel like you, they need to have a fun time? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. like what, what's planning something if they're not having a fun time? I know. <laughs> I planned this trip to H E B. Are you impressed? Are you impressed? I planned this nap. <laughs> you can go to your bed and snap. <laughs> no, but but I feel like the the times that I am able to plan things for my friends' birthdays, it's all hit or miss because I have no boundaries with with people. So it's oh. like it's like it's I'm just a, a leaf in the wind, and I find myself with extra time that happens to land around someone's birthday. Oh. I'm the best friend in the whole fucking world. Yeah, but. Now, when I don't, you know, I just, it's, I feel like I'm just out of control. Mm. I just need, I need to draw some boundaries. Boundaries, boundaries yeah. are so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. We should read the boundaries book. There's a boundaries book. That's I, like, need, I need to read it. Alan, Alan was like, just say no. I was like, oh, to my, to my best friend and my cousin and my other best friend <laughs> who were coming in town <laughs> one after the other, you think I'm going to say no? Oh, <laughs> boundaries make things so much more fun and easy. Uh, How do we do it? <laughs> Someone can someone write in and tell us. <laughs> listener, listener tips for boundaries. Okay, this this is our homework. Okay, we each need to bring one boundary tip mm. and one example of a boundary that we set. Oh my god. Okay, and we need okay. to address our homework from the previous week. Okay, what was it? Mine was to go someplace ugly. <laughs> I forget what yours was. I don't know if I had any. Why do I? You why, did. Why can't I remember this? I, I keep forgetting. I just remember mine because it was so absurd, but I did it. I went to Texas Thrift, which is an <gasps> ugly place. It is ugly. And did I got you find stuff? Did you so <gasps> much stuff. You hit the jackpot? I hit, it was the day before my birthday, and I hit. Did you get those shoes there? The birthday jackpot, no. Oh, they knew it was your birthday. They were like, we're going to set out these cute stuff for I have, I have to show you. When you come over <gasps> next, I'm going to give you a fashion show. Ah! It's the coolest, best stuff I've ever found. I couldn't believe it. Texas Thrift, it's so good. It's so it's just the the volume is so high. There's so much stuff there. And there's no dressing rooms. And there's no dressing rooms. You have to take a take a gamble. Yeah. Although I I take it take it to the back in the men's section and that, I try everything on. I, there was some some little ladies back there last time, <laughs> and they were like, "I'm so sorry, I'm in the way." And I was like, "No, girl. no, I've been there, girl." Yeah. <laughs> they used to have them. They used to have more mirrors, but they took them away. So yeah. now that's the only try on section. One try on section right by in the back. I bought some men's jeans. Did I tell you this? No. Um. That in the men's section at Texas Thrift, and they they fit me so well. You're joking. I love the jeans you're wearing right now. I know oh, they're not men's. These are, these are Levi's yeah. from Aritzia. They were rather expensive, and I was like unsure about them because they're a little short. But I oh. think them being short is okay. Yeah, I, I love the way they look on you. Thank you. Um, Which, by the way, quick side note: speaking of the ways to do proper apologies, my one of my ex's moms taught me this. There is a way. There's a proper way to compliment someone that's that's wearing something okay you look so good in those jeans wrong 
those jeans look so good on you because the first version is implying that you are only you only look good in the jeans. Oh, okay. So never you look so good in those jeans the because jeans you look good, good all the time regardless of what pants you're wearing. Right, but the jeans look good on you. Those jeans look so good on you. You're making the jeans look good. Exactly. Oh, that's really good. Your ex's mom taught you that. No, I don't know oh. why. Your your um. She's like, you need to learn how to compliment my son. <gasps> no, she didn't say that. She didn't say that. She didn't say that. Um, I was talking to someone at. Um, oh, this is a this is a funny story, and it was I was on drugs. <laughs> this is that uh, one way to not start a story is <laughs> to over promise. Oh, this is a funny story. <laughs> oh, I found one in my files. <laughs> Um, it pertains to an ex's parents though. Oh. So my, my friend Eddie, me and Alan's friends, Eddie. Yes. Yes. You would love Eddie. He came to the ranch after you left. Oh. Or maybe you, did he have a right as I, potentially. Did he have a friend that said protect trans kids? Yes. Yes. He seemed so great. He's so fun. Yeah. He's yes. And to the maximum. Yes. He, it's exciting. So basically he was, his parents are rich and they always have been. Okay. And he was like, you should meet my parents. Like they, um, they would. And he was like, actually, you shouldn't meet my parents. Oh. And I was like, oh, because they want you to marry me. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, parents love me. Actually, they don't. One time, I, my ex took me – and this was the story. I, this is the story. Okay, the story. in the story. <laughs> yes, got it, got it, got it. Okay, um, yeah. But I did go meet someone's parents in college. And I, I was friends with him. And then we were friends with someone else. So this is kind of a convoluted story, but okay. me and this guy and then our other third friend okay. who was a woman okay. who I was so mean to and I called her undateable. So mean. That is a mean, mean thing to say. Why I did not call her undateable? that to her face. But we all three were – it was a college thing. So we yeah. all like went into Houston and saw his parents. And I like he and I were kind of having a thing on the side and whatever and I was like nervous about meeting his parents. And I was very like, yes, hello, I'm Stephanie. Oh. <laughs> And afterwards, he said, "My parents thought you were really boring." Oh, and I was like, "I was like, oh my god, why did he tell you that?" Well, it was good. It was really good because I mean, he he saw that I was being oh, different than I w- was normally. Am. Yeah. Um, and so it was like a good lesson in being myself and like being and not trying to like impress people because I don't know what they want, and these people did not want what I had to <laughs> offer. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have an entertaining story. I just found it. In the backlog <laughs> like your friend yeah. is yeah creepy and, and they really liked the other girl <laughs> the girl that i said they called undateable <laughs> oh that reminds me of one time okay similar tripod situation but no romance involved okay i lived with two gals and my first um apartment ever in san francisco and i lived with two two women and um before Okay, so one of their – it was Katie and Elle. Elle and I are now besties, yes. and she's coming for my birthday. Okay, perfect. You did a bachelorette party for her at ACL yes. exactly three years ago. Yes! Oh, my gosh. Good memory. <laughs> that was so creepy. That was so, yeah, such good memory. Yes. Okay, so this was before we were besties, and I felt like Katie and Elle were close – they worked at Oracle together, and I was – I felt like the odd man out. I was okay. also the one that lived in the living room. <laughs> behind oh, a shower yes. curtain yes that is so an odd like, one. okay this i'm the odd man out and so i really felt the need to like you know like perform perform so katie's parents were in town they're also rich oil barons texas love oil, oil took barons. us to napa for the day and Elle and I got into an unspoken competition of winning over her parents. Like it was like joke no and then she made a joke and then i made a joke and then like we were we were like it was like competing like 
we were just both on fire, but both really like putting on a show. And then the day after the wine thing, Katie was like, oh my gosh, my parents loved both of you. It's so funny. But I have to say my mom, Julia, my mom like loved you. And then like, but my dad loved Elle. Ah, like we each had one over one, Perfect. Of them, which is so funny because we were like just monkeys dancing. <laughs> we're like, oh yeah, well, oh yeah, I have a funnier story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, exactly. we never actually talked about that. I should you know, bring that up. You should bring that up, and it and it it also demonstrates that three, three is really hard. Three friends three is a really a number. Three is a crowd. Three is a, no, we're not doing that. Three is we're not. Oh saying. yeah, three is a tree. <laughs> <laughs> no, it has to be spooky. Three, three is a pumpkin patch. <laughs> three is a shadow that follows you around. Oh, that's good. That that actually works. <laughs> so. Oh. That's a good way to end. Yes. (laughs) Okay. My homework, I did my homework. We don't remember what your homework was. Yes. And our homework this week, which I'm going to text you so that we both remember is one boundary tip and one boundary set. One boundary tip and one boundary set. You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to listen to the Brooke Castillo episode about boundaries. Ooh. Okay. I'll do it too. I would also like to cite, you're talking about long distance besties. Um, Call your girlfriend. Yes. One of our mother pods is <laughs> the best to ever do it yeah they're about long it's about long distance besties because yes. one's in new york and one's in san francisco exactly which i love so yes. we should listen to them we, we that's too much homework but <laughs> anyone else can if they're curious about long distance besties i know call your girlfriend is the one that really taught me that friendship is something that you have to work at yeah it's a muscle it's a muscle <laughs> and three is a shadow that follows your <laughs> And with that, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Same time next week. 